bitches. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Pop, Pop for Justice. Justice. Oh, I think we forgot to say that in our last episode that we just recorded. That's fine. Anyway, this is Hot for Justice. They know what they clicked on. We are a cold <laughs> case podcast. And yes. I'm Jessica. And I'm Jamie. And we have a special guest in here today. His name is Dingo. Yes, and he's the cutest. He's my little buddy. He's AKA actually my firstborn. Do you want to tell child. more about him? Sure. He's a toy Australian Shepherd. Uh, we might we might have to make him like our mascot of this podcast. Yeah, he so. always records with us when we're here. He's just very chill, doesn't bark, so he just likes to hang out with us. And snuggle. And knuckle. And be cute. Yeah. So if you guys like dogs, which if you don't, um, I'm concerned for you. But if you if you like cute dogs, go on our Instagram because I posted a video of him he's just looking so cute today he's truly the cutest he really is and i'm a little biased but it's fine that's fine <laughs> anyways uh yeah so welcome back to another episode um i guess this is a, a regular episode we just recorded a screen recap yeah screen recap of, that was just posted last wednesday yep uh give it a listen if you haven't already yep. if you haven't listened i don't know what you're doing with your life well they may be catching up on it first because some Ooh. but catch up and then catch up on our podcast yes yeah uh, we release new episodes every Monday, yeah. if you're unfamiliar with us, just tuning yeah. in. Exactly. Um, we are trying out some new um, stuff, so we're hoping that we're coming out of you. <laughs> or com- oh my gosh. <laughs> we're coming out of you. <laughs> uh, we're hoping we're coming out of both of your speakers, <laughs> and not just on one side. And, and no, up. you're not high. There is a very, very faint background music. Yes. We're testing that we're out. We're testing it out. We're just trying some new things. If you hate it, tell us. If you love it, tell us. We need to know. If you hate us, keep that to your fucking self. Yeah, please. Because <laughs> it hurts my feelings. We have very sensitive egos. I have a big, I have big feelings. <laughs> big time. You have feelings for two. <laughs> I do. Uh, Christ. Anyways. Um, I guess we should kind of just jump on into yeah. it then. Uh, Today, you, Jamie's going first. Yeah, you went first last week, so that means it's my turn. Um, so, this week's case is very interesting. Uh, when I was researching it, I got kind of excited. Uh, so this one's already been solved, uh, oh. which is a little bit different. Interesting. I, you know, we need to mix it up a little bit. Like, I think right. I was telling Jamie before we started this, if we just did cold cases, it would be so unsatisfying to listen to. A hundred percent. Because, you know, it's sometimes it's just sad. It's sad to think of all these people mm-hmm. who like, you just don't know. So it's good to throw in some solved ones. Yeah. And uh, this one I thought was very like kind of special to add in because it was just solved actually last summer oh cool right um and it's due to the uh, dna evidence being kind of from like old cases being reintroduced and actually retested i love that against you know databases now it's so satisfying to see that in the news yeah because this case is gnarly i read it because i'm i'm trying to um ask more intelligent questions (laughs) um and I don't do my fucking homework. I did. So, um, I did a little homework this week. Yeah, so this originally took place in, I think, the 70s. I'm, like, thumbing through my notes, and I'm actually, I don't think I have the fucking date in here, because I'm stupid. Um, oh, yeah, 1974. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I so. I feel like all the bad shit happened in the 1970s anyway. It's a good guess, if you're <laughs> not sure. <laughs> yeah, sometime in the mid-70s, <laughs> when all the shit was going down. Right. Um, the golden age for serial killers. Truly. I mean, honestly, like, I was thinking about it the other day, and I think you'd be kind of hard-pressed to find, like, an, like a lot of active serial killers that are, like, actually, like, good, good at it. 
You know, I, I was, feel fucking like weird saying okay, that. Okay, I was thinking about this the other day. Sorry to get off track, but I'm not. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I this is our podcast, though. So, <laughs> um, anyways, you know, like I wonder in the seventies, sometimes they didn't put together that there were these serial killers, mm-hmm. right? So until much later, so I'm like wondering how much of that happens now that we're just unaware of yeah and, and like in 20 years and it'd be like this serial killer was roaming in california and in 2019 none <laughs> of us knew about it right so i mean it, this is all like very wild and some genius or you know some really smart like detectives saved this dna for what 30 years well thank god they did 40 years <laughs> we don't math <laughs> 45 years because if it was 74 and it's 2019 now guys guys we made a breakthrough jamie i did jamie not me yeah speak for your fucking self i I have a swiss cheese brain Uh, aka pregnancy brain um it's a thing normally we don't math here but i think i just did math you did and you did excellent thank you thank you i also think that like a second grader probably could have done that i don't know maybe not i don't know anyways probably not um (laughs) yourself more credit than that i won't (laughs) there's no need for that um Anywho, so I think I'm going to do something a little bit different also, and I'm going to start with the punchline and then work our way back uh, because the punchline of this one is goddamn bananas. I mean, you you read it. I did. So this woman, her name is Arliss Perry. She was 19 years old, uh, newlywed Mm -hmm. uh, in Stanford, California. Uh, If you're not familiar with that area, it's uh, bougie. Yeah, for now. People. Uh, back in the day, it was <laughs> you know, not. not so much. Yeah. Um, but uh, at approximately 5.45 in the morning, the body of Arliss Perry was found in the church, uh, the Stanford church. And her body was found and her... She, I, don't, I don't have, like, a good way to say this without it just, like, sounding awful because it well, is it, fucking it, awful. It is awful. She had been violated with altar candles. Yeah. Um the best way you could have said that thank you yeah yeah because i i mean mean, to be respectful right anyways it's gnarly um and for 45 years they didn't know who did it um and we'll kind of let's backtrack now let's take a trip back into the time machine 1974 Uh, oh before that oh so she was born uh february 22nd 1955 in north dakota uh, her and her husband, Bruce, well, to-be-husband, both attended the same high school. They were high school sweethearts. Um, they were devout Christians, very optimistic, compassionate, kind people. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was described as very trusting. Um, she was very sheltered when she was a child. Um, you know, very, like I said, like, typical 50s church yeah. family. Well, and Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so they get married, and... Uh, they move out west because her husband wanted to go to college. Okay. Um, he got into school at Stanford, and they were, on the night she was killed, they were going for a walk around campus to kind of get their bearings mm-hmm. um, because he, he was going to be starting school, I think, okay. the next week. Okay. Um, How long had they been married at that point? Not very long. Okay. So uh, very new. Yeah. That's sad. Very. Um, they got into a little bit of an argument about their car. Um, no one really knows like what this, like all the nitty gritty detail, details yeah. are. Um, and she said that she wanted to go to the Stanford Memorial Church to pray and calm down mm-hmm. um, because she was very upset and very flustered about the argument. So he goes back to their apartment. Okay. 
Okay. And she goes to the church. Um, uh, the was it a church they normally like frequented? Um, it was their new church. Are their new? Ch- so they like decided this is our church. I mean, I don't know if they like like hardcore decided like oh this is gonna be the huge, but like I think it was the closest one to their okay. house and campus. Okay. Um, had she been there before? Did it say? I couldn't find any substantiating research to show that she had been there multiple times, but yeah. I, I would assume that she had at least probably walked by it once yeah. or twice, to at least, like, well, know she was, was, like, familiar enough to go there that late at night, then. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and, uh, so she was seen by a groundskeeper, uh, Stephen Crawford. Uh, she saw her enter the church, and two other people were coming out as she was going in mm-hmm. at around, like, 11.50 p.m. Um, I'm assuming this is probably pretty close to the time they were going to lock up. Yeah, it's really late. I mean. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I don't really frequent churches, but I feel like that's really late to be open. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, think back, and... But I guess I'm also from a really small town. Everything closes super early, or did when I lived there. Yeah, like, 7 p.m., everything's kind of done. Everything. (laughs) Kind of place. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Jessica's from the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Literally. (laughs) I mean that the nicest way possible. Like, there's two stoplights in our town. Oh, I didn't know that. There's only two. Yikes. And one of them's pretty new. (laughs) Jesus Christ. For the majority of my childhood, there was only one. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> that kind of town. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so, yeah, so she had entered the church just before midnight, um, and as the two other people were going out, and so she, she was going in, they saw another, oh my god, sorry, we're very distracted because Dingo's. He's snuggled up in some pillows and blankets. Oh my gosh. I'm dying. I'm dead. Okay, sorry. Um, that was. We need an emotional support animal sometimes when doing these cases. <laughs> yes. Tico's our emotional support right now. <laughs> uh, that was our puppy aside for the day. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the groundskeeper saw a another young man walk in, kind of right after her. Mm-hmm. He looked about like twenty five years old or so, sandy blonde hair, and wearing a short sleeve blue shirt. Uh, just after midnight, Crawford locked up the church, and that was the time when. Arliss's husband Bruce started to become a little bit worried about her because mm-hmm. he was out. She was out late alone. It was after midnight. She'd yeah. already been like, basically away from him for like twenty minutes, thirty minutes, and so he decided to go back to the church and go after her. At around twelve thirty, he found out the church was locked. Uh, he went home and called the cops around three a.m. when she still hadn't come home. Why did he wait so long? I think he was probably hoping she would like come home. I I don't know. Well, like I mean, I feel the like church was locked. Like that's a little bit sus. If she's like not okay, Cal. It, in the Midwest and California are very different places. So I different. lived briefly, not I guess three and a half years is not that brief. I lived in Kansas for three and a half years, and it's very different than living here in California. I feel like him knowing that, mm-hmm. unless he's super naive too, like the, she said she's going to the church, church is locked, she's new around, she doesn't really know anybody or anywhere, mm-hmm. and then you wait till 3 a.m. to call the cops. I think that's kind of sketchy. Yeah, and I think um, he was kind of a suspect at first, but, like, I mean, like, I do well, the, genuinely... the husband's always a suspect. Definitely does it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, they... He was briefly, like, sus- like a suspect, yeah. but I think there was enough substantiating evidence that, that he, he wasn't right. going to do it. And also, I genuinely do think he was very naive because, like, okay. again, they were a very devout Christian couple, okay. like, whatever. And they are both, like, like 20 or less. Right, I mean? so, I, yeah. Okay. Young and that's, dumb. That's fair. So I think he was probably just like hoping like, okay, she's going to come home. She's going to come home. And then like she didn't. She didn't. Okay. Yeah. I mean, at least he did call the police. <laughs> right. He could have just like not. <laughs> right. Like, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, 545 that morning, uh, 
Stephen Crawford goes back to the church to open the doors and finds out that one of the doors is unlocked. Uh, the police would later discover that it had been forced open from the inside. With some trepidation, he goes and enters the sanctuary and finds that the church altar had been untouched. However, to the left of the altar, he made a gruesome discovery. She was found lying spread eagle on her back, an ice pick protruding from her head just behind her left ear. And um, by some witness accounts, they say that her jeans and underwear were completely removed. Others say that they were kind of down around her ankles. Yeah. Um, but what was not... Uh, discrepancied against that's yeah. not a fucking word no it is a word but you didn't use it right <laughs> what um, if not um disputed yes undisputed thank you i uh, words are hard my wow i'm only halfway is, through this my pregnancy cider. brain is rubbing off on you Fanta- I, I mean i think i said sorry. in the last episode that we collectively have one brain right and i'm gonna go ahead and stick with that I'm sorry um so the thing that was uh not fucking i already forgot the word i just said undisputed yes Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, undisputed that there was a 24-inch altar candle that was still inside of her. It's just such a gnarly image. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's really... Like, that's so awful. Like, I couldn't imagine. It's disturbing. No, I, I, I... And I'm really glad they caught whoever did this because he's obviously a very sick person. Yes. Um, and so, like I said before she, the uh, altar candle was used to sexually violate her. Um, and then, actually, a second candle was shoved between her breasts. Yeah, like... Yeah, yuck is the fucking word. Yeah. Yuck. That poor woman. Yeah, like, I could not imagine. I also couldn't imagine being her husband. No. Like, oh my god. Like, you leave your wife alone because she, like, wants to go pray. And then that happens to her. Yeah. In a church where you think that she's You're safe. safe. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. Um, There's a special place in hell who, for whoever did that to her. Yes, and we'll get to that momentarily. Um, so near her body was a pillow containing Stephen's semen stains. Some accounts claim that from a bird's eye view, her body was posed in such a way that her legs created a diamond shape in order to resemble a pentagram, leading people to believe that her murder may have been a like a piece in a satanic ritual. Okay. Um, in addition to the semen that was found at the crime scene, a palm print was found on one of the candles. Uh, the pe- none of the pieces of evidence matched up with uh, either Bruce Perry, her husband, or mm-hmm. Stephen Crawford, the groundskeeper. Okay. So, but again, this is the mid seventies, and yeah. DNA is very not rudimentary. Well, not e- yeah, and DNA is not, but like everything else is very rudimentary. Right, and also, I mean, like anyone that worked at the church or was a member could have touched those candles yeah. at any point. So if there was a palm print on it, who who knows? Right. Like, genuinely. That's true. Because, yeah, you... Right. So, um, the case remained open and active for many years and was never officially closed or treated as a cold case, um, according to the Santa Clara County Sheriff's Department. Until last summer, uh, the a more advanced DNA test was done on those semen stains. Good. and guess who it was it's shocking i really honestly thought it was a husband i know and i mean i think that's like the obvious like especially because like again like the doors were forced open from the inside or or who was this blonde man that went in with her right like you mm -hmm. right you know so they could have been an unidentified third party yep but lo and fucking behold i wasn't expecting it to be it was 
the groundskeeper, yeah. Stephen. It was he. It was his semen that was located at the crime scene. Ew. Yeah, gross. Um, so he was definitively linked to the murder. And on June 28th of 2018, they uh, police uh, Santa, Santa Clara County police officers showed up at his apartment with a search warrant, and he committed suicide before he could be arrested. Dang. So the piece of shit knew he was getting caught. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, why life. why else would you kill yourself? Like, right. you know, you know. Mm-hmm. He's probably been waiting for that for since he did it. Yes. It makes me wonder if he's done it before. Right, and I couldn't find any sort of links to show that he had done anything like that previous or afterwards, really. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. So um, I don't know if you remember me mentioning that they thought it was like part of a satanic ritual because yeah. of like her like placement and then also her being you know like violated with the altar candles yeah, and church it's equipment. Very symbolic. Right. There's actually thoughts that maybe he was involved with Son of Sam. Um, which, if you're not familiar, do I'm not gonna do a fucking deep dive into some of Sam right now. It's um, a lot. That would be like its own episode. It's a lot of crazy to cover. <sighs> yeah, that'd be like a multiple parter. If yeah, we were ever going to absolutely do a deep dive into that. And honestly, like I think I'm not other that interested in him either. And if you want like a good account of it, I'm pretty sure that True Crime Garage and Last Podcast on the List have done multiple part series on son of sam yeah um so if you want to listen to a podcast on it go look up theirs um yeah. they all do great research i generally skip son of sam podcast episodes because i'm just he's just a bunch of crazy 100 percent. and you know it, you know it's all that that satanic ritual yeah freaky bullshit like i'm i don't know no. no thank you yeah no creeps me um out. so the things that kind of make it think that like there was a link to it at the time like this was a theory that like they had loosely sussed out um which obviously turned out like not really be true yeah but i think it's very interesting um so serial killer david berkowitz had mentioned the perry murder in several letters um saying that he had heard details of the crime from manson the second an alleged culprit uh, San Jose Mercury News noted that investigators interviewed Berkowitz in prison and thinks that he has nothing of value to offer. So basically thinking that he was just kind of blowing smoke up people's asses. Yeah. Um, basically because it's like Satan, like Satanist, like adjacent. Yeah. Which and I mean, just like wants the attention. Right. And like, I, I mean, like, I buy that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So, me too. Um, basically that, uh, and also, um, Arliss Perry had written that she had, uh, sorry, I'm trying to find this note oh yeah so uh bruce perry like his name is like linked to some stuff because like his middle name is d or it starts with a d and there's like uh shit hold on (laughs) she just pressed one button and lost her spot yeah fuck me uh (laughs) since y'all can't see her and i can yeah i this is what happens when i'm like reading off of a laptop it's hard i can't Maybe we should print out our notes. Maybe we should. Uh, but anyway, so, like, there was, like, some, like, weird stuff about, like, his, like, name okay. and, like, how it, like, linked to some other, like, Son of Sam shit. Mm-hmm. The whole thing, like, I, I was, like, skimming through, like, other articles and I was just, like, my brain was bleeding. And I was like, I, I, I can't fucking do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, so, honestly, modern DNA is fucking insane. Yeah. I, th- I think it's... Um, I just really like to see those articles when, mm-hmm. 
you know, 40-year-old case gets solved using familial DNA or DNA, like new DNA technology. Like, I, I, I really, I think that's awesome. When I was researching this one, I found a couple other things that were done actually, like, within the last few weeks. Um, someone, I think, also in Santa Clara County mm-hmm. was arrested um, from a rape that happened in, like, the 80s. Oh, wow. Excuse me, I totally just burped. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, a rape that happened in the 80s, and he was arrested, like, a week or two ago. Oh, cool. Because of, like, DNA that had been saved Good. properly. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just... But, you know, like, then they didn't have the forethought to save it, because who would have thought, right, hey, in it, 25 years, 30 years, things are going to be, you know, like, starting to... Like, mm-hmm. we're going to be able to test this and, and figure out who somebody is. 100%. Like... I mean, it, it takes really smart cops to be able to, especially, like, properly save yeah. that stuff. Because well, because you didn't, how would you know how to? You don't know how it's going to be tested in the future. Like, you don't know how, you know? So, it's, just, it's all fucking wild. Yeah, me. it's Like, truly. That's great, though, they caught him. Mm-hmm. What a, yikes. Yeah, yikes on bikes. I, I really feel, I mean, with those kinds of murders, I always just wonder, like, it, was that, that a one-off? Like, you, he obviously really didn't know her. Mm-hmm. Was that just, like, a one-off? Like, he just was pissed and he decided to do that to somebody? Or right. had he done it before? Exactly. And I think you that's part of the reason that time. it was, like, linked to Son of Sam briefly. Because we're like, oh, maybe this was a serial killer. Like, maybe yeah. this was, like, a, like, Satan, like, Satanist ritual fucking killing. I don't know. But, yeah. Like, yeah. absolute bananas. I mean, also, it could have just been, like, opportunity. It's and late. I think that's more of what it was. And I she's think, alone. She's naive. She's young. There's no one there. Yeah. And, you know, he was, he did kill himself before he got caught. So, clearly, he was harboring some sort of, like, either guilt or, or something. Or something, yeah. But, I mean, it's hard to argue with DNA. Right. And so, I, I think. Especially semen in a yeah. church. What were you doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, never mind. It's I'm not the place. Absolutely not. Anyways, so that's all, that's all about that one. What all right. If you want to okay. Go ahead and get into yours. I hope you guys are prepared for a very mine's long. Okay. It's a doozy. It's it's long because okay the the case I'm covering itself is not a doozy, but it leads into a serial killer, actually a pair of serial killers. So that's a doozy. Um, oh. and so I'm gonna cover my my case, but I'm also going to cover the serial killer case because my case really doesn't have a lot of information okay so okay we're in stockton california Mm -hmm. which is (laughs) it's about an hour and 10 minutes south of sacramento um for those who are unfamiliar yes it's uh usually actually listed amongst the most dangerous cities in the United States. Oh shit, I didn't know that. Which it's Yikes. not even that big of a it has about 300,000 people in it now, like living there. But there's a lot of like gang activity. Mm. Um so it it's a pretty dangerous place to live. I, yeah. Um anyways, we I try you try not to go there unless you really have to go there kind right. of place. So, Stockton um, in 1998, this is where a woman named Tracy Melton was last seen. Um, she was 32 years old at the time she disappeared. And they really don't know anything about her disappearance. She just vanished. 1998, Fuck. she was gone. Um, in 2003, so that's five years later after she disappeared. And I made sure I masked that correctly. Um, did you double check it? I, I did. <laughs> 
Um, a roadside crew found human remains near Stockton. Um, they handed the remains over to the California Department of Justice to be analyzed and, um, you know, to identify the remains. They didn't identify them until 2011, and they were Tracy Melton's remains. They don't have any information. Like, they don't know. What the fuck? They don't know what happened to her. There's nothing about how she disappeared or where she was. But what they think happened was that she fell victim to this pair of serial killers that operated in that area. Right? So, the kind of crappy thing about this, I mean, other other than their serial killers, but the family wasn't notified that the remains were identified until nine months later. Are you shitting me? Yeah, something happened. Some, some, some things fell through the cracks. They were notified nine months later. So she went missing in 1998. They identified her remains in 2011. And then nine months after they identified her, they told the family. The family is justifiably pretty pissed. Uh, yeah. Um... So that's kind of why it was all over the news, but there was really no other information. So that's why I decided to kind of cover the serial killers. I think that they're not really investigating it, investigating okay. it because they just think that this that she was a victim of the serial killers, which it's a pretty good chance. It's a pretty solid chance that she was. Right. So these serial killers, they're known as the Speed Freak Killers. Um, their names are Wesley Shermantine and Lauren Herzog, and it is a story. Right. Tell me more. It's a story. So they, um, they're known, they were, they're dubbed the Speed Freak Killers because of the meth-fueled killing spree that they went on, um, in the 80s and the 90s in the Central Valley area. So not just Stockton, but kind of like all over the Central Valley, but primarily in in Stockton and Linden. Linden's kind of a little tiny place outside of Stockton. I'm really glad that you like assessed that out because I just gave you like the funniest look. (laughs) I did because most people won't know. See this you're getting into my neck of the woods here. This is why I also kind of decided to cover it. It's Linden's not too far from where I grew up and we played them in sports in high school. Um, It's a very small little place. Um, It's yeah it's I don't know how big it is. I didn't look, but it's small. Small as fuck. Yes. (laughs) Most of this, you know, like outside of the the cities in the Central Valley area are small towns, which people think California, not small towns, but there's lots of small towns. Oh, absolutely. So um, small towns, wide wide open spaces, which actually makes meth, uh, you know, like cooking meth, a pretty popular pastime for some people, (laughs) unfortunately. Um, cause you can kind of get away with it, you know, like you're in a wide open space. Nobody's really going to notice. So meth was a problem. And, um, these serial killers used, they were known users of it. Right. Gnarly. So, um, Tracy had disappeared just a few months before, um, a few other, well, one of the victims of the speed freak killers, um, which is kind of why they've, uh, connected it yeah. with them. Um, and so I'm going to get into it. I watched a Dateline because I, it was hard to find like a pretty good accurate timeline because this obviously this happened a long time ago. So, um, there's a, and there's a lot to it. So and I think I've like vaguely heard a little, like the name Speed Freak Killers does ring a bell. Like yeah. when you said that, I was like, like my gears started turning a little bit, mm-hmm. but like I don't know like the reference, like the yeah. full frame of reference. I didn't really either. I kind of 
I had heard about it because, you know, I talk about this true crime stuff with my mom. Shout out, mom. Shout out to you. Um, she's not she's not particularly, I don't know if she's particularly interested in it, but she listens to me because she loves me. So, and um, I'd like to formally apologize and say I'm sorry for saying fuck so much. <laughs> Except, uh, yeah, uh, it's who I am as a person. <laughs> Okay, it's our podcast. <laughs> Anyways, um, okay, so, uh, and okay, let's see. I'm gonna go back. Tracy Melton went missing 1998. We're going back farther than that to 1985. Okay, okay. 16 year old Chevelle Wheeler goes missing from Stockton. Okay, Stockton is not very far from London, where we're, we were kind of talking about these serial killers were from. She, um, she's going to go to school. It's a weekday. She tells her sister she's going to leave school early to go to Valley Springs, which is about 40 minutes-ish. I know where that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's in between Stockton and Linden. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about 40 minutes from Stockton. I don't really know why you would go there. There's really, there's not much there now, so I can't imagine that uh, there yeah. was much there then. But... I say, it's currently a one-horse town. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, she told her sister she's going with a friend, and they it found it was later found out to be then 19-year-old Wesley Sherman Tyne. Mm-hmm. Um, her dad had met him before, and he tried to warn his daughter, like, this is not a good dude. Don't I don't think you should hang out with him. Like, don't hang out with him anymore, kind of thing. But, you know, 16-year-old, she's not going to listen, and she doesn't. Um, so, she doesn't come home from school. Her, she doesn't come home at all, and her parents find out what she decided to do that day and they were really worried because they just had a bad feeling about this guy so um they called the police um and she actually the mom started calling around to people with the last name Sherman Tyne trying to get in touch with Wesley like where's my daughter because you know they they knew at that point that she was supposed to leave with him the next morning, he turns up at their house, and he's like, I heard you were looking for me. I don't know where she is. I haven't seen her since the summer. This is in October. I haven't seen her since summertime. I don't know anything about her being missing, blah, blah, blah. The police questioned him. Um, he had said that basically he left his home that day, 5 a.m., to go deer hunting up like near where his family had a cabin in San Andres, mm-hmm. um, which is um, another really small town. It's about... You're getting more into, like, the foothills okay. this way, so, like, going that way. So, away from the valley into the foothills. So, like, more, more like, like, towards Fresno? Uh, no, you're going actually more east. Okay. Um, and you're uh, you're kind of getting into, like, more, I won't say, it's before a bit, like, a lot of mountains. So, you're getting into, like, some foresty area. You can go hunting, okay. things like that. It's, it's really sparse out there. Um, and San Andres is about eh, 15 minutes from Valley Springs. Got it. Okay. So, um, anyways, his family had a cabin there. He said, I went deer hunting. I got home after dark. That was that. Um, the police obtained a search warrant, warrant for the family cabin in San Andres. They found blood there, and they found blonde hair there. But, 1985, no DNA testing. Was she blonde? She, The missing girl was blonde, but his sister was also blonde. Ew. And... Um, the blood type, they determined the blood type was A negative, but they can't, couldn't like match it to DNA. Right. Chevy was A negative. She went by Chevy, not Chevelle. Okay. Chevy. I was like, who the hell? Yeah, Chevy. <laughs> um, her, her blood was A negative. The blood that found was na- A negative, but the Shermantine family had A negative blood too. So there's nothing oh. conclusive, but like the family, no. Right. I mean, they're like, he did something to her. Yeah, they're very like suspicious. Yeah, and the police are too, but 
there's not enough evidence. They don't have a body. They don't know where she is. So he wasn't charged, and the case went cold. So we're going to fast forward to 1998, like 13 years later. Okay. I mathed that. My brain, y'all. Proud of myself. In 1998, November, 25-year-old Cindy Vanderheiden goes missing. Okay, so this is quite a bit of a time yeah. lapse. And she goes... The, actually, Cindy goes missing just a few months after Tracy Melton. Oh, so shit. Okay. Was, yeah. Um, Cindy was last seen at the Linden Inn, which... Um, with Shermantine and Herzog, uh, Lauren Herzog. So, uh, Lauren Herzog is West Shermantine's best friend. They okay. grew up together in the house, like, they grew up across the street from each other in mm-hmm. Linden. They went to high school together. They're best friends. They're, they, they're more like brothers type thing. Got it. So, Cindy's sister had dated Lauren Herzog before, so she's familiar with him. And so, she sees him at the bar. Apparently, um... She Wait, just to clarify real quick. It's, yeah. So it's a boy named Lauren. It's a boy named Lauren. Okay, yes. great. Yes. I just wanted to... Okay. Yes. I, I definitely was imagining a woman at first. Yeah. No, boy boy named Lauren. Rad. Okay. Um, so she goes missing, and um, Detective Schiffel was assigned to the case, which she's a woman, and she's pretty badass. I love women detectives. Not enough. What a bad bitch. Yes. Um, okay, so she does some digging. She finds out that Wesley Shermantine had been a suspect in Chevy Wheeler's case 13 mm-hmm. years before, and she's like, you're connected to two missing girls. That's really sus. And in the interview, she's like, I knew I had to speak with him. Like, she went missing on, like, a Friday. By Sunday, I knew I had to talk to him. And so she meets I with him. I wish you guys could see my face right now. Yeah. She's, <laughs> I'm shitting my pants. Go she's on. She's shockingly <laughs> sipping her cider in front of me. Yes. <laughs> Um, so the detective Sheffield meets with, um, West Shermantine, like in kind of an informal setting and she, he denies knowing Cindy, seeing her or speaking to her and she recorded it. So she's like, no, I don't know her. I didn't talk to her. I don't know what you're talking about. They're wrong. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So in, um, what West Shermantine didn't know at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. That previous summer, so we're in November, Cindy goes missing in summer, so just a few months before of the same year, the San Joaquin County Sheriff's Department started to reopen cold cases and starting to submit blood evidence for DNA testing at this time. Some of that that evidence was from Chevy Wheeler's case. Stop. So, they submit the blood in the cabin. Preliminary results show that it's probably Chevy's, but it's not enough, right? So the blood was is sent to the state, state crime lab for more conclusive testing. During the time they're waiting for the results, Cindy goes missing. What the fuck? Yes. So I, I'm going to briefly aside, because I don't know if you have the answer to this question. Yeah. So the reason, so they, the prelim test says that they think it's her. Yeah. Do you think that it was like inconclusive because like the blood was old or like maybe like not stored properly i think it's more because um or just like not great equipment i think of the how what the testing was at the time like the type of testing um i i think that the evidence was fine because it was it's because it's only like what 13 years later yeah and this is still the mid 80s so we're now in the late 90s sorry excuse me we started in mid 80s started in mid 80s now we're in the late 90s so yeah um, DNA is coming really popular at that point. Right. Um, but they had more, like, comprehensive testing that they were going to do, and that's why they sent it to the state crime lab. Okay, cool, 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 For, cool. like, this is definitively her, and we're going to definitely charge him. Perfect. Okay. Yes. Continue. Yes. 
So, um, yeah. So they're waiting for the results. In the meantime, Cindy goes missing. West Sherman Tyne, he's like, I don't know who she is. I didn't do it. Uh, of course. Yeah. So they're searching for her. There's no clues as to where she is. Right. So, but then the police hit a break. Um, January 99, so this is two months after Cindy goes missing, mm-hmm. Sherman Tyne fell behind in his car payments and his car was repossessed. What a dumbass. Yep. So the cops are like, can we please look at this car? Like, can we, can we, um, they asked the dealership. We want it. Like, let, can, please let us go through it. And the dealership's like, yeah, here. <laughs> so the police search the car for evidence. Um, they find human blood in the trunk and on the headrest of the car. Preliminary DNA testing shows it's Cindy's blood. Um, and then so the, the investigators brought him back in for questioning and he just refuses to cooperate. So he's like, I didn't do it. Didn't, nope, I don't know. I don't know. How what there. a jackass. Yep. So the investigators are like, how can we do this? Well, let's focus on his best friend who is supposedly there too. The boy named Lauren. The boy named Lauren. Okay, great. They think he's the weak link, right? They mm-hmm. think that Wes is like the... He, he's, the kingpin. Yeah. So, um, uh, Sergeant Hura picks Herzog back to the station, but before, like, they leave, he's like, listen, I know you're involved in this. I'm about to prove it. He's like, you need to, like, t- basically, like, right. you need to talk to me. Like, or I know it'll get worse for you. I, yeah, like, I know you're responsible. And so he's, he says, we put him in the car. We're on the way to the station. Herzog starts crying, and he says, what can I do to get out of this? <gasps> so... They get him to the station. He makes a statement to the investigators without an attorney present. He basically says Rookie that... Move. Yeah. <laughs> he says he was with Sherman Tyne when Cindy approached them asking if they had drugs. She had had a drug problem before, right? Um, she had been sober. Methamphetamines? Yes. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> yeah. So her sister said that, like, Cindy... Because Cindy knew Lauren, knew Lauren from, mm-hmm. like, when, she, you know, the sister had dated him... She trusted him. If she was going to break her sobriety of eight months, she would have gone to somebody she trusted for it, right? So she right. went to Lauren. Um, after the bar closed, he said they met her back up at the cemetery, the local cemetery. They sat in Shermantine's car and snorted lines of crank. Nice. Yes. So then he That's goes... the most 90s thing I've heard in a while. I know. <laughs> then he goes... Um, she, he, Lauren says, Shermantine started the car and took off, like driving like crazy he's demanding cindy like have sex with him and do like sex stuff with him she's like no and they start struggling um herzog said he stopped sherman time stopped the car on an isolated road which they're very common in that area yeah like, you can it's not doesn't i mean it's middle of nowhere yeah um he dragged her from the car raped her pulled out a knife and he quote started to slash and hack at her he uh, Sherman Tyne was on top of her and told her just let it come natural. <gasps> That's what Herzog says. What a fucking monster. Yeah. It's it's cringy. It's ter- it's off Ugh, it's awful. Um Herzog says he helped put the body in the trunk of the car and then he didn't he said he doesn't know what Sherman Tyne did with her after. He's in all of this, he maintains that he was there, but he didn't participate. Not just with Cindy, but we're about to get into it. Okay. So, detective says that they started to move on to other cases they think that Sherman Tyne did. They questioned him about Chevy Wheeler. Um, he said that Sherman Tyne admitted to him that he killed her and that he had killed as many as 20 other people. What the fuck? Yeah. 
So now they're like, oh, this dude's talking. Like, Shermantine's toast, right? So Shermantine gets arrested a day later. Herzog's still in police custody, and the detectives are like, we're going to keep using him to push forward. So they tell Herzog Shermantine's starting to implicate him in murders. <gasps> Stop. Shermantine's not talking. Of course. Right. But they're fucking with him yeah. so that he'll keep talking. Yeah. Yep. So then um, they ask Herzog about a double homicide that had taken place in 1984. So this is like, they're just graduated high school, right? Oh my God. So, yeah. Um, they, it took place on the outskirts of Stockton, in, of Stockton. Okay. Um, a red truck had been spotted in the area, and at that time, Shermantine drove a red truck, so they kind of were, like, they thought it could be him. Right. But they weren't sure. So they asked Herzog about it, and Herzog, um, told police that Shermantine committed those, that double, those double murders. Basically, these victims, Paul Cavanaugh and Howard King, had been shot to death. And the way, you can go, um, we'll post pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, the way their bodies are laid out next to the car, it's very unlikely that it was one person. Yeah. Um, they're on opposite ends of the car, laying, like, face down. They'd obviously been, like, pretty much shot probably at the same time. Otherwise, you'd think that, like, a fight would have ensued or something yeah. if there had just been one person. So Herzog admitted that um, he had also witnessed Shermantine kill a man named Henry Howe in September of 1984. Um, Henry Howe was shot, found shot to death in the, on Highway 88 near Hope Valley, which is, um, it's still kind of in this area. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure where Hope Valley is, though. Um, I'm definitely not familiar. Yeah. He said, also said Shermantine killed a woman named Robin Armtrout, who's 24. She was found na- nude and stabbed nearly a dozen times on the bank of Potter Creek near Linden in Jesus. 1985. So he's kind of sticking close to home. Right, which I again I feel like that's a like I mean like not to like give him any fucking ideas, but like I feel like that's like a rookie move. Well, it was that's why it got you know he right, eventually right. got caught, but <laughs> that the kind of thing was that he didn't really like it wasn't like he just did it to women. He kind of just killed people and he killed them in all sorts of different ways. So he was so just like, like an all around like piece of shit. Yeah, he just didn't discriminate. He just killed people. What um, a sick fuck. Like I said, Herzog always said, I witnessed him do this, or he told me he did this. Like, he never But he admitted, was never involved. Quote, unquote. Right. Right. So, um, they basically go to try Shermantine and Herzog both. Um, at the trial, several witnesses testified that Shermantine had raped or sodomized them, including a babysitter. Holy fucking shit. Mm-hmm. His ex-wife described how he'd brutally beaten her for years, including when she was pregnant. He has, like, two... He had two kids, two boys or something yeah. like that. I think Lauren Herzog had kids, too. Because by the time they're arrested, they're in their 30s, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they'd been killing for since they had basically graduated high school. What the fuck? Yep. And then Shermantine said, nope, Lauren did it. Lauren Herzog did it. Of and course. then Lauren Herzog's like, no, Wes Shermantine did it. They Idiots. flip on each other. Right, so um, February 2001, Shermantine was convicted on four counts of first-degree murder for the death of Kavanaugh King, um, Cindy Vanderheiden, and Chevelle Wheeler. The prosecution offered him a deal, like if they he would tell them where the body because they have no bodies; these are all no-body cases. But they've got like blood evidence and things like what that. The fuck. Um, they said if you tell us where the bodies are, we will not seek the death penalty. But he says I will only tell you where they are if I get the reward money. Which is twenty grand, and the DA is like, I don't want any oh, this part is of like this. Nine, what ninety nine? Um, by the time they're convicted, it's two thousand one. Okay, what the fuck are you gonna do with twenty grand if you're in prison? Right. He Idiot. wanted. He said he wanted it for his sons. That's what he said. Sure. Right. 
So, um, the, but Cindy's family's Wouldn't like, that no. Wouldn't him anyways? If he was like, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you more if I get the fucking money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think he knew he was toast at that point. So he was like, I, I, he's only going to tell people if it benefits him. Okay, sorry, continue. Yeah. Um, so the family is like, nah, no. What, no part of that, yeah. Um, so he's actually sentenced to death. He's on death row now. Um, like, still? Yes. Yep. Um, he, uh, and God. he refuses to tell where the bodies are at that time. Um, and now that our new governor has stayed executed, like, he's yeah. trying to, like, get rid of the death penalty or whatever, it's probably unlikely he's going to be put to death anytime soon. Yeah. And I mean, if anything, he'll probably just, like, rot into prison. So I have more. There's more. But wait, there's more. How the fuck is there more? <laughs> so he's convicted in February. In October, Lauren Herzog is found guilty. October 2001. He's found okay. guilty of three counts of first degree murder and an accessory to f- of the fourth murder, which I'm not sure which one was the fourth that he was just found as an, an accessory. Okay. Four. He's sentenced to life in prison. Not, he no does parole. No, um, no parole. And he... The death penalty wasn't on the table for him because I think he was like because he cooperated, yeah. But in uh, August of two thousand four, so it was about eh, almost three three years later, his convictions thrown out because the judge said that the investigators coerced him into talking. Stop. Um, So basically, he accepts a plea deal, sentencing him to fourteen years in prison with credit for time served. So, he's released. I was going to say, yeah, because he can only serve, like, half of that and be out on good behavior. He's released in 2010. September 8th, 2010. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, seven years. Yep. He's released on parole in Lassen County, which is up north, Mm -hmm. um, a couple hours. Actually, I have family up in this area. Stop. He lived in a trailer on the grounds of High Desert State Prison in Susanville, which... I've heard of that. Yeah, so if you guys are Californians, you're familiar with Chico... Mm-hmm. Um, she goes like about eh, two and a half, three hours from Sacramento. You keep going north up into the mountains a couple hours. You're in Susanville. Okay. So he's he's living in a trailer there, 2010. year later, December 2011, Sherman is like, I'll tell you where the victims are, but I want money. Right? Again. So a bounty hunter, he... Like he's dog like, the bounty hunter? I wish. I, I love talking to Bounty Hunter. Um, a Sacramento-based bounty hunter um, basically calls, like, Herzog, and he's like, Shermantine's going to cooperate with me. He's going to tell me where these bodies are. Um, Herzog hangs himself in the trailer because what? he's, he's like, shit, if he's cooperating, I'm done, right? Like, if they find those bodies, I'm going to go back to da- jail, and I'm going to be on death row, too. So they find him dead hanging in his trailer, um, Shermantine was indeed cooperating with his bounty hunter because his bounty hunter gave him about 33 grand to give him the locations of the bodies. Huh. Right? So a bo- the body hunter gives him the money. Uh, Shermantine sends him a series of maps that then sent them to him. Mm-hmm. Um, this prompted investigators to start digging for the remains of the victims. In February 2012, so this is couple months later, humans re- human remains were found in Calaveras County and were ter- determined to be Cindy Vanderheiden's through dental records. So Calaveras County is, cl- I mean, I don't know if Linden, I think Linden's still in San Joaquin County, so, but. I think so, yeah. Calaveras County is very close. Like, that's, like, they're, for like, example. They're bordering counties. Yeah, Valley Springs would be in Calaveras County. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, yeah. Um, 
Yep, so it was determined to be Cindy through dental records. A day later, they found Chevy Wheeler's remains. Um, and then he basically drew them a map to a quote-unquote boneyard Stop. that was discovered in London. <gasps> um, there were more than a thousand bones, two human skulls, clothing, beer bottles, shoes, car parts, and a woman's ring. So, um, assuming that... Okay, I divided a thousand by... There's 206 human bones in a body. Head, but I was not doing well. <laughs> I did it. I did it already. It equals out to about five bodies. Right. Assuming all of those bones were from... Like, One you know, person, they could be right. scattered and, like... So I'm going to assume that's probably not so much. Mm-mm. There's probably at least, like, there's And there's... Thousand. I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's more that they did. Um, so... And, and That's, they still can't link what's-her-face to him, Tracy? Mm-mm. What? I mean, they're like pretty sure. They're, they're pretty sure. But they can't, like, concrete say, like, he killed her. Yeah. So, I mean, and really, I think they think... I think they think that <laughs> he, yeah. they did much more, um, and they won't know about it. So. Um, he's still on death row. That's bonkers. It's great. You can go, um, there's pictures, like I said, of the boneyard they started digging. So they, I mean, this is in 2011, so it's not that long ago. Um, it was, it's eight years ago. I, yes. that was We're easy. getting so good at math. We're going to fuck it up so bad our next episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll post some pictures. Like, um, I don't, I mean, I'm, there's going to be a lot of pictures for this episode on my part. Yeah. Um, I normally try to tone it down, but I think that it's interesting. And oh, honestly, since we don't know how much they've done, there's likely still open missing people, pers- oh, totally. <laughs> persons cases in this area that, you know, I mean, that could be attributed to them. Yeah. So but that's like so crazy. So they went on like a murder spree for like basically 20 years. Yeah. From the time they were, like, graduating high school until they were, uh, like, full-ass adults. 15 years, yeah. Fuck. It's, yeah, it's gnarly. So, you know, and they, um, Herzog also kind of said Sherman Tyne had killed a man in Utah who was hunting, like, he shot him. So, really, it's just who's to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of like one of those things. Look at the picture of Tracy if you or you know some of your like this wasn't that long ago 98 like maybe you're from this area maybe you know something Mm -hmm. maybe you knew them like or maybe your family like one of your family members does your mom or an older whatever so take a look at the pictures share them like with your friends and family you know maybe there's some more information to be had because he's not gonna give up anymore without more money I'm sure no he's very like he doesn't give two shits and he doesn't yeah. need any more fucking credit for no shit. No. No, I mean, it's great they found them in, like, oh, those other bodies, but it's, it's, it sucks that it's because he was given a crap ton of money. Yeah. You know? He doesn't. Just, it's not to say his, like, I don't know his kids, like, what they do or who they are or whatever. Right, I mean, like, it's, like, not their fucking fault. They, their dad's, like, a murderer. Right, and I'm not saying, like, they don't deserve it like to have the money they don't have of their dad's a piece of shit but it just sucks that he basically it's just like rewarding him for bad behavior a thousand percent you know so that's all i have for today wowzers um yeah so that was heavy it's heavy it's it's but yeah that was sad but very interesting i mean like 
that's very close to home for you, like literally. It, it really is. And like looking, so I watched the Dateline, right? It's like 50 minutes. Yeah. He just, he's got, a, he's like really, Do he's they, got like, dead eyes. Him? He's got dead eyes. Yeah. yeah. They interview him. They have, There's pictures of him. He just seems like a creepy dude. But. Yikes. I mean, maybe growing up in that area, I just, you know who, who the meth people are. Like, you know, like you, you learn to like get a handle on the creepy meth people. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, he doesn't really look too much like a super heavy meth user though. Like, you know, cause meth like really, they don't have your, a look. Like it messes your face up. You get really like skinny and gaunt and gross mm-hmm. looking like it cause it's nasty on your body. Oh, absolutely. He doesn't really like look like that, but I don't know. Maybe, Maybe he's, he's like, more like a recreational <laughs> meth user than like a hardcore meth user. Okay. To be fair, I feel like all meth use is recreational. Really? I feel like some people really get on it. Well, right. But I mean like they're not doing it like not for fun. Well, yeah, but you know what I meant. <laughs> like, I guess in my brain, I'm like, like I a hardcore mean. user, like a like hardcore they need addict it to like and like thrive. A, like yeah. a, just for funsies. Which, yeah. If you guys are uh, do mess, I've never done it, but <laughs> please get help because it's really not good for you. No, I, I mean, I'm uh, no good. judgment. Just get help. Yeah. Uh, drugs are bad on your body. You don't PSA. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. Just PSA. That's cool. Yeah, that's all I have for today. Yeah, y'all. Um, and on that lovely note, um, yeah, stay in school, don't do drugs. Yeah. Um, vote. Yeah. <laughs> Civic duty. I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think of other, like, positive things to say at the end. Here. Um, don't drink and drive, be responsible. True, that's yeah. a big one. Mm-hmm. I actually, um, saw a post on Instagram yesterday, uh, a, someone I went to elementary and middle school with, mm-hmm. her brother was involved in a car accident with someone that was drinking and driving, so... It's sad. Yeah. Um, tell your your loved ones that you love them. Yeah. And uh, don't be a dick. Yeah. Don't kill people. Yeah. For sure. So we're done with P- PSAs now. Yeah, for now. Um, uh, until next week. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next Monday. Alrighty. Uh, bye-bye. Bye. Oh, fuck. We're still going. <laughs>